If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The Sherlux podcast is partnering up with Jo Malone London and on today's episode we want to talk about its festive favourite scents. They are the answer to setting the mood for any occasion over the festivities and this year its offering is better than ever. Lou, we've got to discuss the pine and eucalyptus scent as a bestseller every year. It's the epitome of festive. Yes, I'm obsessed with that scent and love the fact it's available as a diffuser. It literally transports me to a forest and just reminds me so much of Christmas trees. I'm also loving the orange bitters fragrance too. So zesty, but also a bit woody. It's kind of real unisex appeal. I literally can't get enough. God, that sounds so good. I also really, really like the green almond and red currant scent. It's so good. It's got a combo of woodiness and zesty red currants, and it's unlike anything else I've tried before. All sounds so lush and festive. You can shop and discover all these new fragrances now at jomalone.co.uk. You're listening to The Shitlucks Podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Hello and welcome to the Shirts Team Podcast with me, Heather Steele. Today I'm joined by Vanessa Menrad, Harriet Russell and Jordina Fusky. Hello everyone. Hello. We were all just talking off camera so we were like, we might as well start with it. But yeah, we obviously all woke up yesterday on Sunday morning to the really sad news that Matthew Perry had died and we were just discussing it now because, I mean, there are often horrible things, you know, celebrity deaths in the news and everything, but I think this one has sort of hit many people quite hard because regardless of how old you are like friends was just such a huge institution for such a long time I think everyone's got that real sort of attachment to it whether you loved the sitcom or not and yeah obviously Chandler Bing was such an iconic role so yeah we just thought we'd dedicate a couple of minutes to to Matthew yeah Mm. yeah it was really shocking wasn't it yeah Um, hearing the news and um I think I just found for me friends was so when I when I started watching Friends, I remember it launched September 1994. I was 18 and it was just like everyone was around at each other's houses and it was all about living with your friends and starting life out on your own and all the challenges and things that that had. And for me at the time, then just about to go to university, that was exactly what I was doing. Obviously, yeah. I wasn't in a swanky New York apartment. But, you know, but it was about friends, not family mm. and stepping into the adult you're going to become and all the yeah. mistakes you're going to make along the way. And I think it just resonated with so many people for that reason. And I think his character in particular you know, he was so awkward and always sort of seemed to say the wrong thing or do the wrong yeah. thing, but you kind of loved him more every time mm. for it. And as an actor, just 
you hear lots of stories about how he could do amazing um, improv. He mm -hmm. would change the script when they were taping live. He was always kind of really reactive, had amazing comic timing, came up with that fantastic way of, you know, saying his lines, which no one else really said on TV yeah. at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, which then people would just impersonate in their own friend groups all the time. So I think his legacy is absolutely huge. And I think whenever any of us feel a bit awkward or like we've done the wrong thing, we've all got a little bit of Chandler in us somewhere. I, so. I know I definitely have. <laughs> def and, and that's why I just really miss him and I feel really sad. I know. I, I think Brits in particular take Chandler being into their hearts because he's obviously very sarcastic. His yeah. sense of humor is very dry so and true. quite cutting. And, yeah. and I think a lot of British, well, I grew up with it. So it's just a very weird feeling to think like one of the friends is, is dead. Yeah, because he was 54, wasn't he? Which is just no so age young. at all. Yeah. Yes. And there was obviously the reunion. Because it? he obviously spent most of the last year promoting his autobiography, yeah, which will shed a lot, if people haven't read it, it will shed a lot of light on obviously his addiction issues, mm. which can be basically charted through friends. You yeah. can watch various seasons. He's said this, you mm. know, he can tell when he's on opiates or when he's drinking or, yeah. when, you know, whatever the particular vices at that time if no one's watched it i'd really recommend his one of his last interviews with the book at the 90 street second one you can watch it on youtube and you'll get a real understanding of what his life was like i mean he was basically on drugs from a baby mm. um and yeah smoking and doing all sorts from a very early age and he's had to deal with an awful lot of mental trouble as well so yeah it's sad that it sort of ended this way mm. um but it's nice to know that you leave like a legacy of yes. like, you know, other people can learn from those sort of. He said that actually yeah, in yeah. the interview that when they were filming Friends, Jennifer Aniston was someone who called him out on a particular season. Mm. And apparently it was a four word wake up call is how he describes it. Oh, because really? she took him to one side and said, we know you're drinking. And he said he was like really sort of shaken in that moment because he thought he was sort of, you know, this highly functioning alcoholic right. and hiding it quite well. But obviously someone very close to him who he cared about was sort of calling him out quite mm. directly. Mm -hmm. um, so then he has later described the book mm -hmm. as like other people's lifeline, basically, in the way that Jennifer Aniston was to him. He mm. said, you know, this is the why I've written it so that people can sort of perhaps have the wake up call they need and find help if they need it. For sure. Mm. I was saying just before, so like I've said it on the podcast before, so don't, don't kill me. But yeah, I'm not the biggest Friends fan. But I've seen, mo like, I've probably seen every episode, mm. I think, because I think, I don't know, it was probably like eight when it came out. And it was one of those things that even though it was obviously very adult in that sort of setting, like everyone was allowed to watch it because obviously there was sex in it here and there. But yeah, and you could. It was yeah. kind of, in a weird way, it was actually quite um, a clean. Innocent. Even though yeah, it was on at something like yeah. nine o'clock. Yeah. It was very, yeah, exactly. So PG. Yeah. And everything was suggested, but it never was threatening or scary exactly. or anything. Um, and yeah. I feel like even when I was then at uni, what sort of 15 years after it first started airing, it felt like everyone had the box set in mm -hmm. like videos and then upgraded to DVD when that came out. Like yeah. every household, every uni flat I think it's one of those shows one. that people kept going back it's to as well. Like I've had multiple experiences yeah. with friends. Like when it first came out yeah. and I didn't have Sky, but my friend down the road yeah. did and I got her to record them off like Sky because they would always air yeah, there yeah. first and then she'd give me the VHSs. This is how long ago <laughs> it was. Yeah. And I'd be able to watch them. She'd always like miss the first like two and last two minutes. So I'd always get these like <laughs> truncated episodes. <laughs> 
Then of course it came onto Netflix. Yeah, about and then it, that, seven years. Ago, and it was like the biggest show on there. Even yeah. though there was yeah. all, at the time there was all this amazing new content, and it was like all the nah, Gen Z's discovered it. I was going to um, say, still now on TikTok, yeah. every now and then you get like yeah. little clips of like the most iconic moments. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think also there's people like me then who are re rewatching yeah. it with their kids. Oh, and actually you can go back to the beginning. You're like, yeah. oh, come on, let's watch yeah. this. And it's perfect. It's like those shows, like Modern Family or whatever, yeah. where you, they're just a little bit suggestive enough to mm -hmm. keep the adults interested, but actually it's great family viewing as and well. And it's just a bit slapstick in places. And, and, yeah. and that Chandler was a big part of that. Yeah. Him and mm -hmm. Joey, like, yeah. Chandler was always my favourite. I really, really? fancied uh, Chandler as Me well too. when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the floppy hair. Like, all of them, I was like, that would yeah. be the one. Same, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, so yeah, no, I yeah felt really sad yesterday, like when I woke up, felt really sad. But also, it was quite amazing. There was a sort of, I don't know if you guys were on Twitter or X as it's now mm. called, but there was a sort of screenshot that was doing the rounds on there. And it was um, Matthew talking, I think it was only a couple of years ago, or it probably was when he did the book. He was on a talk show and he said, he was like, he didn't say I feel sad, but he basically said something along the lines of like, I feel sad that when I die, people are only ever going to talk about friends, even though I've done all these other plays and shows. But he's like, my, the thing I feel saddest about is that, all I've ever done is wanted to reach out and help other people when they're going through things that I've gone through. And he was referencing how he turned one of his homes into a sort of addiction center for men. Mm. And he's done all these amazing sort of things behind the scene to kind of help yeah. other people. And he was like the thing that I'm only ever going to be remembered for friends, but I hope that some people remember that well, I, I did lots say, of other things mm. as well. And I think that actually that is coming through. Which I yeah, think. it yeah. is coming yeah. through because yeah. obviously the context of his potential passing we don't mm. know yet but that might shed some light on things but I would also say you know friends has helped me in many times yeah yeah you know when you feel low and down you yeah. stick on an episode of friends and, and I'm sure I can't be the you. only one so yeah oh, I hopefully agree. he yeah. can see that in a different way and yeah, also the platform of friends allowed yeah. him to have a home which mm. he could then mm. yeah use in that way so sure. yeah it yeah, yeah full circle yeah full circle very yeah very sad but yeah good memories and yeah we can keep watching him Forever, yeah. Just be on the he next will, version of forever. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on hopefully slightly cheerier chat. Um, Harriet, what were you up to this weekend? Um, I actually went to the Chanel exhibition. Ooh, well done for getting tickets. Yeah. Well, well, well God, it was not easy. <laughs> let me tell you. I just thought it was one of the best exhibitions in terms of value for money that I've been to in a really long oh, time. Great. Most of it had been brought over from France, mm. from Paris, um, where there's a big sort of archive that holds most of these clothes and it, there were just so many clothes. I was actually speaking to somebody at the weekend, two people actually who work at the V&A and they mm -hmm. were saying apart from the sort of outfits that are photographed for the sort of brochures and everything, they're actually rotating them, A, because there's a lot of stock, but also because these clothes are so old and delicate, they can't kind of keep Be under the lights for so Under long. the light mm -hmm. for a really long time, which I just hadn't appreciated. That's very wow. interesting. It's happens. so interesting about old clothes. I find it really like, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, some of them, I think the oldest thing, they do it chronologically, yeah. so it's really easy to get your head around. You go in and it's it's just literally her, her life or the business's life story, basically. Yeah. And so I think the first piece in there is 1916. Wow. And then the last pieces are sort of around 1990-ish, I think. Um, so there isn't a huge a lot, a huge amount of, obviously, because it's hers. Yeah. It sort of stops with her designs, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. It doesn't go into like Karl Lagerfeld years day, or anything yeah. like that. Um, it's it's about her perspective and her, her style. So um, 
And I just think the actual layout of the exhibition is really impressive as well. It's a bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want this to know, turn off now. But at the very end, they've recreated her apartment, you oh, know, with that cool. big like sweeping staircase. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> You're I don't, like, how do I get tickets? I've always been a Coco yeah. Chanel fan. Yeah. But I'm now, like, now, now I'm desperate to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's really breathtaking. You go around the corner. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was there, so mm. it was a complete surprise. And it's yeah, it's really stunning the way they've done it. Oh, wow. um, and then there's just there's another room before that where they basically are paying homage to the tweed suit, and they've probably got oh, gosh, 40, 50 of them but they go around the room in oh, like wow. cabinets. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's That's really cool. stunning. It's stunning. I mean, I've got some appalling photos on my phone. <laughs> Always so, the way. <laughs> yeah, so much so actually, I never do this, but I did actually buy like the official book yeah. at the end because just what's in there is so unbelievable. Wow. And... I always hate people when they're like, oh yeah, I love Chanel. Cause I always think, mm, what an unoriginal thing to say. Like everyone loves Chanel. <laughs> um, but this, it will literally, the thing that really came home to me actually in it, which I think is a really positive thing is you walk around it and you immediately think to yourself, like I am going to pay so much more attention to the quality of my clothes, mm. how I look after them, like how I think about them in terms of like, obviously cause at a time when she was making a lot of this stuff, women people in general didn't spend the amount of money that we no. all now spend on well clothes. and they also had a essentially a capsule wardrobe yeah mm. a true capsule and they wardrobe. yeah like two yeah. or three seats i mean i remember yeah. my grandmother had kind of her smart winter coat mm-hmm. her the like Sunday summer outfit. jacket yeah. and then a few dresses and that was kind of it yeah when my grandma passed away we had to clear out her wardrobe and then we opened it and there were like 15 things in there we were like wow. oh okay yeah. <laughs> that is exactly. select Everything's matching as well. Yeah, matching. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My grandma had all those like sets and yeah. Yeah. and that was it. Really precise. Yeah. And then like two pairs of shoes that kind yeah. of went with everything. Yeah. Formal and casual. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um so yeah, it just it really brought home to you that there was an ear there was a time or like a period where people really looked at clothes in a very different way. That's not to say, obviously, I know that the high street is great because it makes things really yeah. accessible, but I still don't think there's any reason why you can't pick up something from a high street brand and treat it with the same reverence. Yeah, um, if it's something yeah. you yeah. have bought because you can see yourself wearing it for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess definitely. going for things that are more kind of timeless and yes. classic yeah, yeah. rather than... Especially some yeah. of the 1920s Trends. stuff will blow your mind because you'll be like, they could release that today and it would Yeah, tell. I mm. bet. I guess that's yeah. the secret of fantastic design. Yeah. yeah. So I was really, like, I would give it more than five stars wow. if I could. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. Yeah. Sold it even harder. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Harriet. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, you've had a got another sort of costume esque film. Weekend. My weekend wasn't as culturally as <laughs> I, I actually I went on a date on Friday. Oh, um, go me. Yeah, the first date. There was going to be a second date. There is. Oh, yeah. so, Love to hear it. <laughs> and then on Saturday, and this is the real exciting thing. I went to a Halloween party. I love, love, love dressing up. So. Where was, was the party? What was the so, vibe? Well, the party was, it was actually one of the Soho houses. It was oh, the fun. White City House one. And I wanted to go there because I know they decorate and like, they did not disappoint. It was a massive spider over the pool. And oh, then wow. they had this like, this whole room dedicated to just like, all this food, like lots of treats, like nice. cheesecakes, cupcakes, like sweets and shapes of like, you know, snakes and blah, blah, blah. Like oh, everything cool. like very like, Halloween-y. And 
everyone dressed up. Oh. And that's all I ask for. Is like, <laughs> yeah. I want everyone to be so to just over go the for top. It. Yeah, and I um I actually dressed up as one of the Peaky Blinders. Oh, I thought um, so, because I saw your yeah. pictures. I was like, I bet that's Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah I had two options. I was either, either going to do um, a Euphoria cheerleader. Nice. Because they're quite problematic. So I was like, it's, like, it's a different, like, spooky thing. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Then, um, toxic. Yeah. To- toxic. But the uh, Peaky Blinders one just just a bit more of a sustainable option in the sense of, like, I didn't have to buy a yeah. whole mm. thing mm. that I'm never going to wear again. It's always fun when you can cobble together a convincing yeah. outfit mm, with yeah. your own wardrobe. Exactly, exactly. And then I... Um, yeah, I paired that with one of those little hats. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah, I got a, the, the only thing I did get um, that I won't be using again is that blow up gun. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But I had to have a gun because otherwise it's like it's not really clear. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I had a great time doing the makeup. Me and my housemates sat together and Aww. did a nice little uh, smoky eye. <laughs> Are you a Halloween <laughs> fan at large or just general I dressing love, up? No, I love the dressing up part. I I'm not like massively into like the decorate like I wouldn't decorate my house personally but I loved spooky season yes. like I love when everything gets a bit like Ooh. like I love um last year I watched all of Wednesday you know yeah. when it came to that time and like I just love that people dress up mm-hmm. were there many Barbie and Kens because that mm-hmm. was going to be actually, apparently yeah. the costume of the year surprisingly not so many I saw a few more Kens than Barbies. Yes. Um, and I think someone else said that as well about their party. There was a lot of Kens. There was a surprising amount of bunnies and Hugh Hefner's, which I was quite. Oh. I was like, is that making a real I think Playboy yeah. bunnies is quite standard, yeah. isn't it? I know, yeah. but there were was... so many. It was like Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. It only ever reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls. That's what it, I was going to say. It's Mean Girls, surely. It was mean girls. Oh. So much underwear. People yeah. were just oh. like. So that's what my teenager oh, Halloween no. party. <laughs> Yeah. She goes, I'm going as this, shows me the three girls in yeah. their Halloween oh, costume. No. I was like, great, which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not the Lindsay Lohan scary one, which I would be. Yeah, no, no, I would all in one patent thing. Oh, yeah. Although we didn't do patent. No, we kind of cobbled, again, cobbling together from the wardrobe. Because apart from the whole like buying an outfit you only wear once. Yeah. I also just have a real aversion to, to um, fancy dress as a kind of, from an environmental point yeah, of view. Of it just yeah. really annoys me. Yeah. And once you have kids, you know, they're doing this every year. Yeah. And yeah, of course you can go down to, you know, to anywhere, Asda, Co-op, whatever, Tesco, they've all got racks yeah. and racks and racks of these outfits. Flammable outfits. Highly flammable yeah. outfits where they stand at the door. Well, we all know the story of Claudia Winkleman's daughter, where, mm. you know, and it's just, it's infuriating. It really yeah. annoys me. So I put a ban on all Halloween purchasing. You can have an outfit, but we'll we'll do it yeah. at home. Mm. Yeah, so we mm. cut up lots of bed sheets over oh, the years no. instead. Yeah, exactly. It's more with fun. Stuff yeah, it was Holy. great. Then when she wore my uh, commando fake leather pull-on leggings as part <laughs> of this outfit, and I got a message on my phone as I was lying in bed around midnight saying, "Oh my god, they! I'm really sorry, they." Ripped. Oh, Someone's no. put a cigarette out of my leg. Or it wasn't me. Oh, no, of course it wasn't. I was like, I, do you know what? It's midnight. I'm, yeah. I don't even care. Just have a great party. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, the rip's really bad. So, oh, no. This is the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so Your go. son can borrow them another year to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. We'll just slash them yeah, and use exactly. it every year now. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was really good. So I was off on Friday, because yeah, one of my best friends got married, which Aww. was really exciting. I was a bridesmaid, so five of us, and we've been sort of. I think I was explaining on Thursday, wasn't I? We've been. It's been really fun for me because um, we didn't really know 
that much about it. She'd kind of, I think we were mainly roped in for sort of moral support on the day and like organizing the Hendu. Um, but it's actually quite nice because it was like the surprises of not having seen the venue. We didn't know exactly how she was going to decorate, didn't know what her dress looked like. So yeah, we had all like the fun surprises that you get as a guest when you're not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, it's actually the dream bridesmaid role. Oh, yeah, none of great. the kind of, can you do that all those like name places yeah, on the tables, like yeah. no jobs. <laughs> I mean, her poor mum, well, volunteered to do it, but she did all the flowers. She did oh, such an amazing... Gosh. amazing job wow. but I think again it took a good sort of four or five days of mm-hmm. yeah doing together. everything but yeah super impressive but there's a bit of a nod to Halloween she had lots of uh, she's got lots of knitted pumpkins from Etsy of like various <laughs> different sizes and they were sort of lining oh, the, the long bonquette tables um and yeah loads of lovely flowers and our Bridesmaid dresses were a sort of burnt orange colour. So it was lots of, I guess, more autumnal nods rather than Halloween per se. But yeah, lots of, uh, yeah, really nice touches. Really fun. And yeah, just had a really, really, really good time. Good. You know, when you go to someone's wedding and you just love them even more afterwards because you spent loads of time with like their friends and family who you don't necessarily see that much or you've never met before. And it's just sort of everyone's just sort of reflecting in each other and bringing yeah. out the best in everyone and you see people in different lights. It was yeah. Just, yeah, and also I think you when you spend time with that person, you kind of have that side of them. Of course, So yeah. you then get this kind of 360, exactly. especially through speeches. And if you don't know, depending how well you may or may not know her now husband. Yeah, exactly. But you yeah. suddenly see them as a couple and a unit exactly. together and yeah, get to know that side of them more. That's which exactly I think it. Really it's nice. lovely. And also all four people absolutely nailed their speeches as well. Oh, which was well, that good. Is. And some cracking tunes on the dance floor. Oh, so good. yeah, Amazing. jolly old nice. time. So yeah, no, that was really fun. And then, yeah, we all woke up on the Saturday and it was like, oh, wow. It's a Saturday. Mm, so, still yeah, got a whole weekend. It was super nice, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, have a That call. is the joy of a Friday wedding, yeah, isn't it? honestly, would recommend. I know yeah. sometimes people can grumble a bit because they have to take a day off work, but actually... Well, and the benefit was this weekend, you got an extra hour in bed. And that, exactly. Yeah. No, I did. So, I think I was back in Brighton by 3 p.m. on the Saturday, and it was just rained all day. Mm, and the So, I just had a really... Great time of watching Gossip Girl on the sofa oh, for hours. Watched a bit of the new Married at First Sight. And then, yeah, spent a lot of time yesterday reading our book club book. Mm. Really good, actually, by Monica Heisey, which is great. So, yeah, yeah, I actually, weirdly, considering I had a, a wedding, I sort of came Still back this morning. <laughs> no, but yeah, I came out this morning <laughs> and actually felt, like, not dead. So, mm. yeah, mm. All, good. Good. all good. Speaking of book club... Um, I started Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV. Oh, I, oh really God, want to, I really want to watch it because we obviously did it as our first book club book. But I'm on a sort of Apple TV, not bad at the moment, but I'm just trying to like, basically when Slow Horses comes out in December, I'm going to re-sign. Well, it's coming out thing. weekly, so yeah. it's a long process. So I think you could wait and then just watch mm, them all exactly. together. What Vanessa, think? what do you think? I'd, I'm not I'm not that happy with it so far but you know you know that thing when you read a book before you watch a movie mm, yeah. or whatever you're never gonna be happy and yeah. they obviously changed some things hang on um, a minute change some things they, they have changed, changed like everything. 80% of okay. it I mean <laughs> there are characters the that are. didn't exist or have been oh. completely rewritten the name of like, the dog is a what? different reason like huh? it's like yeah and the way he dies is a different reason and Harriet I mean, that whole character is completely different. Oh, no, yes. I love Harriet. Oh. It, it's a different very... Harriet. Like, completely. Unless I... Well, I remember because I read it twice in preparation yeah, very, for the book club. I feel recently. I know this book yeah. really well. 
Oh, yeah, so you've told me Harriet's of... married to a, a, a well, her marriage is a completely different setup. Yeah, I don't think I've been I'm that far yet. I so think she's I'm married for... to um, a surgeon in the army who's based overseas. Oh. Whereas Ooh. in the book, yeah, he's an absolute asshole. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a really important yeah. thing yeah. to yeah. have. Like, as like they're taking away a very good like because the whole that's... thing about the book is. The and empowerment. Her yeah. 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 And her children are grown up in yeah. the book, and that's mm. why she's available to help. Whereas yeah. now she's got two young children. Oh. She why is campaigning that? for um, oh, kind of stopping a highway come through their area, but she's also complaining for kind of black rights as well. Yeah. To be fair, that I thought was a nice, nice I think that was add actually, on because I, I did think I was like, the book like itself, there's not. A lot that about like, a bit, things yeah. that like you know are culturally important yeah. Yeah. To that at this time. point. It was actually yeah. quite a clever um, change in yeah. her character. Yeah. It yeah. brought in, it brings in a mm-hmm. lot, but, but it it sort of takes you. It took me a good yeah. episode or two mm-hmm. to yeah. kind of. But there's a lot, yeah, a lot of strange changes. For example, the dog showing up that early and like the dog not like being. Like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't ask really... about the dog yeah. only because, mm. you remember when we did the podcast, I was. I know what Heather's going to say because we've talked about this. No, like... because well, I did, full disclosure if, if you didn't watch the podcast and you read the book, I love dogs but didn't love mm. the dog in this. I thought it was a bit too, too, a step far for me, basically having this hyper clever dog. But I was interested about how in the TV series they would get across because mm. in the book you hear things from yeah. six thirty the dogs mm. in a monologue. I feel like I've watched some part of an episode where he was talking, or you feel you hear his thoughts. And, and is it effective? I don't think it's the entire episode. Um, yeah, okay. I mean it, it doesn't feel too gimmicky okay. at mm. least. I don't know. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm struggling. Mm. I just was really, um, I don't want to say disappointed. I was a bit frustrated, maybe. Yeah, frust- mm. I think frustrated is the right word. Because and I, I was expect there were certain parts of the book that I really mm. loved, and then they haven't really included them or yeah. done them. But I think what they did really well was her smashing her kitchen up and how she was yeah, trying to yeah. do that. Things like her fear of being of the door being shut in the yeah, lab because yeah. she'd been assaulted before. Yeah. And it's done in a really kind of quite sensitive, subtle way. Yeah. And I think the styling of it, I mean, the acting, Brie Larson, everything's amazing. I think if you okay. watched it having not read the book, That's that would be quite I think you would love it if you... If right. You, I think it's just because we know these details. Mm. We Because, for example, when I read the book, one of the most, like, the assaulting comes quite early on mm. and it really like got to me like mm-hmm. it, yeah, it made me shocking, yeah and it was the same in the show we, i i was a bit worried that they were going to like you know gloss over it yeah gloss mm-hmm. over it but they didn't it's quite like a harsh scene still yeah and i think that's great that's because you need to know the pain for her to be so like opposed to the door mm-hmm. being closed but in the first episode they suddenly have this whole like hastings research beauty pageant Oh, yeah, the beauty pageant. Which never happened in the book. And that takes up about 50% of the first episode where there's like a swimwear round and a this round. I can hear the producers going, oh, you know what we should do? Yeah. Yeah. And this will demonstrate all those things that were in the book that we can't show. And I think, again, it's like they've used it as a vehicle or an event Mm -hmm. to... Highlight, like to highlight mm-hmm. lots of things yeah. to do with how women were treated in the workplace mm-hmm. and the fact she's kind of gets mistaken for a secretary when actually she's a lab tech and all these things. So in a way, it was effective, but it happens really quickly in the first episode. So as a as a re, as a fan of the book, you're like, 
I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, immediately thrown. It, yeah. Immediately thrown. But I think it is true to the feel of the book mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. messaging. Yeah. Would you yeah. agree? The, the key message, I think, comes through. Mm-hmm. And now I've just got to the point where her, her daughter's arrived. Calvin, what's he like? Because I fancy Calvin too good in looking. the book. Yeah, I know. No. In the book, I, was, I imagined him being quite like, not ugly, but like just like... He was, uh, he was meant know. to be yeah. not attractive. But, yeah. but yeah. in the TV show, I was a little bit like, well, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what scientists yeah. <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> exactly. He is definitely yeah. a bit too attractive. Like, I feel like he'd be quite popular like at that time for like... Right. So I think they... But his behaviour isn't. Yeah, and exactly. he still right. is He's not. He doesn't behave in yeah. a way that goes down well with his colleagues, and there's a sort of a, aloofness and arrogance yeah. there, which yeah. I think yeah. creates that that um, barrier between him and mm. his coworkers, and yeah. therefore yeah. Um, he is not liked. Yeah. Mm. But um, I mean, the, when they have these scenes where they she peels off the lunchbox and they show the food oh, yeah, looking that's down, what I'm and it is like, the oh food. my god, the yeah. food is delicious. yeah, the food, the food, I, did it great. Stuff. I think also in the TV show they are going forwards, backwards, forwards, I backwards. They so might do that. Some of the things that we're feeling they've kind of missed mm. or not, you know, in, not included or changed or whatever. I feel like really mm. until I've watched it in its entirety, yeah. maybe yeah. it's a bit Can't too judge. soon yeah, to yeah. judge. Yeah, so exactly. I will keep going for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, think I think it's getting better. I'll wait till December. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, that would be a nice Christmas I think so. thing to sit and watch. Well, yeah. it's not a Christmas thing, obviously, but over no, Christmas yeah. to sit. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S O. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And watch it. it would be, watch watch be nice. Ones. Yeah. Vanessa, you've been watching Bodies, which I want yes. to start and haven't done yet. Yes, I How actually finished it? it. Have you? Have you done <laughs> I, a lot? <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, I, I started last weekend and I'm already through. I It's basically a mix of murder mystery and time travel science fiction sort of thing and that is me in a nutshell really <laughs> I love so I was like I sign me up it's basically four murders four identical murders that happen in four diff- at four different times so the first one is 1890 the second one 1941 2023 and then 2053 yeah. um and it's the exact same murder um shows of the exact same place and um yeah so you go you go back and forth as well in time um where each police officer is trying to figure out what's happened and then obviously this happens quite early on but it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler it's like a first episode spoiler um obviously the people who are further in the future will eventually 
kind of look into into the past and, and see that something's happened before that's similar or you know that there's they then start connecting and um yeah it's, it's super super interesting and I I with these sort of time travel shows I'm always worried because I'm like oh is it going to end really weirdly where it doesn't make any sense? Yeah. I don't know if any one of you watched Dark. It's a German show. I know. I didn't so watch weirdly. it, but it's on my list. Yeah. But then I remember everyone was like, oh. Yeah, it, it ending, was so good. And everyone, I, yeah. I was like waiting for the solution. Yeah. And it, I was so unimpressed. So mm. I was really worried that it was going to be like that. But I have to say, I do have a few questions that I would like to ask. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> yeah. But it, it did like kind of make sense. Like it came together in a way like where I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's really, really cool. And is anyone really... like high profile in it? Yes. So we've got Stephen Graham in it. He plays a big character and I don't know her name, but the main character from Unorthodox, oh. she's the, she's the detective in the future. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, she has a quite funky haircut. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Great. So um, you recommend? Yeah, I would definitely recommend. And hopefully soon someone will be able to discuss it with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll try and watch it this weekend and <laughs> we can discuss you. next week. <laughs> Lovely. Um, earlier on, we were talking about the clocks going back this weekend. Vanessa, you found yes. an article. That yes, I actually, was... on The Guardian, there was an article, because obviously everyone's struggling at this time of the year. Um, you can tell everyone's getting tired. Mm. Um, it's called... I watched a sunrise from a hammock in the garden. 16 ways to start your day well. Now the clocks have gone back. And it's just like lots of random people in the UK telling how they start their morning. There's a lot of people who do a little dog walk. Um, and uh, what I find quite interesting, a lot of people do stuff with their friends. So oh, like they'll meet up for a run or a coffee. Few people as well get up a little bit earlier and then have their coffee and breakfast in bed just mm -hmm. as a little treat listen to a podcast or watch a show like oh. what every never day tried. <laughs> I, I mean I don't know every day but um yeah just thought, I think it's interesting to hear because I I find it really hard this time of the year getting mm -hmm. out of bed like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if, you know it's not like oh I don't want to go to work it's more like I don't want to get up yeah <laughs> when it's pitch black outside it's not the best yeah motivator yeah mm -hmm. although we bed. with the clothes changing we have obviously regained I did notice a difference Morning, yeah actually. It was I was up at six this morning yeah. and it was um it was light yeah which last week it wasn't so yeah. we get that for a short time yes mm -hmm. about three four weeks yeah, and yeah. then I feel like we're sort of back where we were mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it's the four o'clock darkness. darkness I think yeah. that's what are there any tips in there for dealing with no it's actually just about the morning just well I'm hoping morning. I'm hoping they're gonna do one about the <laughs> afternoon I really don't mind dark evenings because I feel like if you come out of work and it's dark you're on your way home to get like snuggly and yeah I can see down. that I think it's when you kind of leave the house and it's still quite dark and then you leave the office and it's and still it's quite dark that's so when you, it you can feel a long, like long it's slog dark you have to make sure time. you get out at lunchtime 100% yeah, yeah I think that is the key I think yeah that remembering that and that I forget a lot like, I forget yeah, a lot and then I get out in the evening and it's also when you have plans in the evening and it's already so dark yeah and it's just like oh the transition is is quite hard, I I think. Yeah, I think mm. once you're in it. Yeah. To be honest, I find from now till Christmas fine because it's like because it's so only little punctuation points to help you get there. That is mm. true. It's the January February darkness. So by well, the yes. by March when things change, the clocks yeah. change again. It's yeah. suddenly like, yeah. oh my god, it's light and it's nine o'clock at night. It's that's like true. that's the bit that really like lifts me up again. Mm. But um, but I think this is yeah. why like you know getting help 
from like meeting up with friends like that's you know nice doing idea. little routines yeah. that like mm. are a bit different like treating yourself a little bit more yeah getting I that think, candle on yeah <laughs> well I think it's quite nice what's nice about that is also like acknowledging this is now a shift yeah mm. and you need to kind of take a moment to accept that there's a shift and a change and if yeah. you're the kind of person that maybe is sensitive to that it's really good to come up with some ways mm-hmm. and actually even if it's at the other end of the day maybe it's going for a run after work with a friend yeah. because it's dark yeah. and you yeah. want to be safe or yeah. whatever it might be yeah. um so i yeah i think it's it's just being alert to it because i think it's when you sort of sleepwalk through things that mm. you then don't realize that it's maybe affected yeah. you yeah you're vulnerable I'm, to that i'm quite i get quite like i used to when when it would get dark and then you know i would be would wake up quite depressed and then i'd be like oh i don't I, I don't want to do it so for me it really really helped to like make a plan with someone because as Mm. much as I was like I'm I don't want to and nothing would get me out of bed because I made a plan Mm. I would still get up and once I was out and about it was perfectly fine because you get the endorphins yeah and Mm. then you have a good day like yeah Mm. you don't believe it when you wake up and I would never believe it even though I had done it before and before but once I was out with a friend you know, forced myself to do it. And then it was fine. It was yeah. absolutely fine. But yeah, it, it can get so hard. And it, it can. I know. remember you saying before that um, on work from home days, you always get up and go for a walk yeah. before the day starts. Yeah. And then you always feel much better. Honestly, for... it, it it makes such a difference. And, you know, it's not every day that I wake up and I'm like, yes, <laughs> hello day. Most of the time you'll see me with sunglasses. And like, oh. But once I've done it, yeah. then, yeah. you know, and it's so important for mental health. Yeah. To, like, Actually, interestingly things. about the sunglasses, though, I was reading something about um, our circadian rhythms and they said the best thing you can do is get outside and look at the sky, um, providing by this point it is actually light, um, <laughs> without sunglasses on. Mm. Because you actually need the daylight mm. to really yeah. hit your yeah. retina and create that chemical reaction. And again, at lunchtime and again at the end of the day. And if you have got a back door or a balcony or anything where as soon as you can in the morning and it was really like really within 20 minutes of waking up stand outside and look up Mm -hmm. and that will help set your body clock so that you are then tired and awake at the right times of day which is obviously hard this time of year my boyfriend would kill me if I threw open the balcony like no. quarter past six. <laughs> oh, well, he, he might. But then after a few weeks, yeah, he, might yeah, he might start feeling better and go, I don't know why I feel so good right now. You'll be like, ah, I do. Uh, yeah, you'll say I'm doing true. this for you, babe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, no, all good yeah. tips. Yeah. All good tips. Thank Season you. to uh, take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Vanessa, you've been super productive this Monday. You must have been getting up early and going for your walk. You've got another feature for us. Uh, Explain. Yes, so this one I am quite excited about because when I saw this campaign go up, I nearly lost my mind. I'm a big Harry Potter (laughs) fan. And uh, um, it's the Lueve and Behold, how older models are casting a spell on fashion, inspired by Dame Maggie Smith on um, the Lueve campaign. It features quite a few um, of other scenarios for example 2015 Celine um with Joe and Didion um which is very cool as well really cool good inspiration for me as well for lighting (laughs) (laughs) um we've got Martha Stewart um 2023 Sports Illustrated yeah we discussed that that in a previous podcast (laughs) um Helen Mirren on a catwalk during Paris Fashion Week nice um yeah it's just I find it really exciting that like 
we've got like you know we're breaking that sort of boundary more and more those Louvre mm. pictures were amazing I don't think I've seen anything sort of fashion based for a while where everyone was reposting it really mm. quickly on their mm. stories Louvre do well with there's that. a moment they're, yeah, they're quite creative yeah yeah they're good at creating a viral mm. moment aren't they yeah mm. I think it's it must just be and I don't know if this is like actually a sad thing or a could it be a good thing? Which is like, the reason it goes viral is because it's still so unusual Mm. and so different. And the way to be subversive is now to use older women. Like I say, I don't know if that's good or a Mm. bad thing, really what I'm trying to say. But I think hopefully the more it happens, the less subversive it becomes. Didn't they, Maggie, say that it was her first ever modelling shoes as well? I think I read that somewhere. Which is insane. Surprises me, but then doesn't, because again, I guess years ago when she might have traditionally been a model, she probably wasn't. Or actresses were not at that point ever... You know, like, you didn't have hyphenated yeah. job titles, mm, model, yeah. actress, mm. influencer. Yeah. Stick to the didn't stage. Exist. It was yeah. just, yeah, she was a very traditional actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's funny you talk about Harry Potter. I really associate her with kind of E.M. Forster adaptations yes. Um, yes, from like the sort of 90s, I suppose. And, and sort of very much think of her like yeah. that. Um, yeah, it is interesting, but... Um, I think it's yeah, it's great. They have a moment. I do think all of the all of the people that are featured in this article, they're all quite iconic women. So it's like it's not just like a model yeah. of an older yeah, age. That's a really good yeah. point, actually. Like yeah. Mary Berry doing the Burberry thing, mm. like that. You know, she's an iconic British yeah. character. Like, mm. so they're all quite quite big and. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, you're right. There's a difference yeah. between picking a high-profile celebrity who's older yeah. and just an ordinary woman mm-hmm. off the street who's older to front a campaign True. like that. Although I do or, feel you're seeing a bit more of that gradually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like when people incorporate a level of diversity without making a big deal out of it. Like yeah. I like when it just naturally is in there and yeah, they don't even like you know advertise it as a big thing and it's just... It just sits within there. That's yeah. quite like, that's how it should be. And I liked what you were saying earlier um, before we started the podcast about the lack of airbrushing. Because for me, that mm. was what was so striking about Dame Maggie. Like she, you could tell like that is just her and her skin. Mm. Yeah, they'd and left her face alone. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you, yes, you were looking at the handbag and what she was wearing and that fabulous coat, but it was, yeah, yeah she was yeah. very yeah. much there. Although you, you couldn't really airbrush her could you no, because everyone knows no. what her face looks yeah, like from the close-ups on the screen but you say that but I still f- I mean I'm sure there's a bit of retouching for yeah sure, but I feel like yeah often you can a, see yeah. a bit too much yeah. going on so yeah. there's a difference between an edit you know editing out a pimple and yeah. airbrushing and I yeah. think there's even though it's gotten so much better over the years there's still a long way to go mm. to like mm. leave imperfections as yeah. they are like I, I still see it a lot in magazines where there's yeah. Well, I was, yeah, yeah. you were talking about the Vogue cover with the supers, weren't you? And I was talking about a cover on Allure with Jennifer Aniston not too long ago. And it was it was quite depressing. Like everyone knows what Jennifer Aniston looks like these days. And I think I think she looks good. Yeah, 100 percent. But this cover had given her, speaking of Friends earlier, really long hair extensions. If anyone remembers Friends season six, where Rachel get like she has really long hair in yeah. that season mm. oh, yeah. so immediately that's like a reference mm-hmm. you see these pictures on Allure and you're like oh they're trying to turn her into Rachel circa like 2003 mm-hmm. so what they're essentially saying is like let's try and make Jen- Jennifer Aniston look 20 years younger yeah. and the airbrushing is insane like 
She looks good, don't yeah. get me wrong, but she's practically naked on this cover as well. They've sort of put her hair in oh, now you say strategic hair, positions yeah, and she's sort that. of leaning back like this and it's all cascading like this. She looks super thin. Her skin is not just on her face, but her body is like flawless. Mm. And you just think, that's not real. Yeah. Like, that's not what she it's looks just, like. It's just not necessary. I no. don't understand how we still, like, because what that does, uh, you know, and I, it might be that she was like, oh, I don't want to look natural. Like, yeah. But what that does to like people that look at yeah. it mm-hmm. is then, you it's know, I damaging. look in the mirror at my cellulite and I'm like, oh, should I cover this up? Like, yeah. is this yeah. like inappropriate to like, you know, it, it just sends a message and out, even brain, if it's unintentional. Your brain like, is saying like, Jennifer Aniston is how old? In her late 50s. Mm. So, if she if she looks like that, we all know she doesn't. But your mm. brain is telling you that she looks like that, and I'm only thirty four and finding all of these imperfections mm. on myself. It's like it's it's a really horrible circle. The mm. one thing I'd say there was an example quite recently of I can't remember who it was, but it was someone like a Lady Gaga who was on the front cover of a magazine, and they were really upset because they'd been really heavily airbrushed, and that wasn't what they wanted at all either mm. so but i don't know for all we know with that allure cover it might be yeah it might not have been her might not have been picture her editors who got a bit overzealous yeah. rather yeah. than I have no idea. trying to project an image of something that's not she looks insane on it like. don't get me wrong but it immediately anyone with half a brain cell knows that that is not what she looks like right now that's what she looked like 20 yeah. years ago in a similar vein, did anyone see Dame Judy Dent on oh, Graham Norton? Oh my God, was how beautiful that blew was that? my mind. So she's promoting oh, her yeah. new Shakespeare book at the moment, and uh, Graham was you know gently teasing, and you know it was who else was on the couch? Was it, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, quite um, <laughs> oh an iconic couch. Judy, then. Um, Jack Whitehall was on the end. Yes. Oh, the guy what? from the repair shop who oh, also yes. made me yeah, cry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even watch the repair shop. Uh, I don't watch it if you don't want to cry. I cry every time. Oh, his story, um, and he was talking about the person in the audience who oh. had helped him basically off the street when he was rock bottom. And he chokes up and he yeah. looks at this guy and I don't even watch the show. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, well, this yeah. is so moving. Um, <laughs> but, you but, know, it was Judy, a normal sort of Dent. rowdy, you know, mm. jokes, left, right and centre sort of couch. Yeah. And then he's sort of ribbing Dame Judy, being like, oh, you know, can you just recite any old Shakespeare? And she's like, well, yeah, what do you want? Do you want this or a sonnet? And he's like, oh, go on then, recite a sonnet. And everyone's sort of like, you know, the audience not tittering but you know there's noise in the background as there are on these chat shows and then she just starts to tell this sonnet and by the end like or not even by the end after like two sentences everyone's just silent captivated mm-hmm. she just gets I don't know I, we all maybe not you Vanessa lucky you if so but uh, we all studied Shakespeare at school and I think when you're reading stuff you're just like I don't get it. Or you're just mm. reading a sonnet, like, oh, a few things rhyme, whatever, when you're that age. But that actually seeing someone who's on, obviously one of the best ever actresses, sort of, yeah. this is her life, she's always done Shakespeare, yeah, sort of recite something so simply and powerfully is mesmerizing. It's so worth looking up. up. And also I think what struck me as well was it's been well documented now that she struggles with her eyesight, so yes. when she gets scripts, mm-hmm. she kind of can't read scripts. Mm. And she's obviously got it all in her yeah. in her head, all these wonderful yeah. plays. And, you know, she can, when she comes on, this, someone helps her yeah. a little bit, mm. one of the other guests to help her get onto the sofa. And, you know, she is a, I don't want to, doddery, I suppose. She's, she's just in her very late 80s, yeah. isn't she? And so. um, her whole physique changed. She yeah. sat upright yeah. 
she looked out at the audience as if she was standing yeah. in the Royal Shakespeare Company on the stage in a costume. You know, yeah. It was the most extraordinary yeah. transformation of yeah. a person in that mm. moment. Mm. And then the rhythm of the language and yeah. the way she recited this sonnet, even though I didn't know what it, where it was from, yeah, it wasn't yeah. one I was familiar yeah. with. And like you, I studied a bit of Shakespeare. It it was so moving. Yeah. And it was, well, a sonnet's 12 lines, I think she just injected so much meaning into every oh. single line. Yeah. yeah, it was a really beautiful moment, actually. On I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. People were kind of talking about it over the weekend in the sense that, like, you know, it's no secret that, you know, so arts funding in this country is getting sort of slashed, and she's an amazing example of why we should be investing mm. in the arts. Or, you know, just taking it seriously, because, yeah, what an amazing skill to have mm. to be able to communicate like that. Right, just got time for a couple of quick questions. How do you prioritise your purchases when it comes to payday? Anyone got any tips? Well, by or purchases, methods? I assume they're talking about like discretionary spend. So once all your bills are paid, exactly. <laughs> I would presume <laughs> so. All the needs are done. Once Otherwise, your we could be rent here. Your well. mortgage is paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that is an interesting question because I think it will probably differ person to person mm. quite heavily. I don't know that I necessarily look at my salary and always a lot a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. I know that some people do, and mm -hmm. that's great, good for them. But obviously there might be different things on my sort of payday wish list. So yeah, yeah. sometimes it could be something quite affordable yeah. from H&M or something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll be something more investment worthy from net or something. So I think it probably is just that I've probably done some forward planning yeah. from the last sort of paycheck and thought, okay, well, I'll factor that one in. Um, but yeah, I am, I am quite guilty of making a clothing purchase pretty quickly. Mm. I was going to say, do you, do you feel you are like you're waiting for payday so you can be like... Sometimes yes, sometimes yeah. no. It really depends, doesn't it? If, I, if I've gone on holiday that month, yeah. then probably yeah. the answer's yeah. probably Two yes. paydays later. Yeah. <laughs> um, also there's that general fear of like, what if it sells out before payday? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I've had that. That's problematic. Yes. <laughs> so how about you, Vanessa? Have you got any methods? Or well, I actually, I listened to a fine finance, like personal finance podcast lately about the like needs wants mm -hmm. and yeah, then savings which is supposed to be like a um was it 50 was it? 30 20 50, 30 20 yeah. yeah exactly but a lot of my 30 a lot of my wants goes on like the 50 and bars <laughs> yeah and, you know like eating out like right. leisure yeah so, exactly yeah. like so i don't i mean yeah i what i do is if it's something like clothing or accessories mm -hmm. before i purchase i like to think can i style it with at least like you know mm five other items in my wardrobe like do I really need it or is yeah. it more like a actual like I already have enough but I want to add it on top and that, I put all of these in consideration and then kind of make the decision is it worth buying and I try clothing wise like per month like you know I can't just if I already bought something I can't then go again and mm -hmm. yeah like, I have to wait like even if I want something really badly if I've already spent enough money that month I'm like it's gonna come back can't, no one's you know it's, yeah it's not gonna ruin your life not to mm. buy it right now like you know just mm. staying considerate with the m amount of money you spend yeah and I then think that is a maturity thing as well though yeah. isn't it? I can remember being in my 20s with paychecks and being like right gotta get it now yeah yeah because my life is gonna be over if I don't have yeah. or my life will be so much better yeah, yeah if exactly. I have this thing yeah <laughs> and I really don't feel that way anymore and very often when I say I don't wait very long before I make a clothing purchase. So that makes it sound like I've seen it two days ago. I mm. haven't. Normally it's been sort of floating on a wish list somewhere yeah, yeah, for at same. least four weeks, if yeah. not longer. As long as it's considered, I think it's fair enough. Yeah. You know? What what I find is quite tricky are the ones where it's like, 
oh, I'm having a bad day. It's time to treat myself. You go to the yeah. shops, you buy something random because you're yeah. feeling you're feeling bad. But then that makes you feel worse because then yes. you spend yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the what the spendings where I try and like step away for a second. And I'm like, yeah. do I really need this right now, or do I save this money right now and then maybe at the weekend I can I can have a drink with a friend instead at a nice yes. cocktail yeah. bar, yes. or you know, get something that I actually need in my wardrobe like yeah. this sort of like mm. difference of well, lots of people say to wait 24 hours don't yeah. they between seeing something and deciding and you know if that often that sort of initial like wow i need it <laughs> has gone so, like when you go on a website and they're like 208 people are looking at this yes, right now so and it's like, oh my yeah. god and then i'm like well if that many people are looking at it, i don't want it that's anymore. interesting <laughs> or they when also it's don't like tell only you that there's ten thousand of them yeah. in stock but yeah, yeah. but exactly. sometimes some say only a few left i mean that could be hundreds for yeah. all i know but i'm like yeah, <gasps> <laughs> yeah they, they get you like how many is a few yeah exactly one or seven no i think with me i as you have this sort of sticky note thing, uh, a digital one on my computer. I've got loads of them for different things, but I've always got like one that's like stuff I want, it's called. And I just like <laughs> plonk the URLs in mm. and then, yeah, just kind of wait. So, have you got any tips, Rodina? No, I have no strategies stuff at I all. <laughs> I just put the kids first, whatever yeah. they yeah. need. And then, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love shopping. It's not, <laughs> it's not that my strategy is I don't buy clothes. Uh, yeah, my husband would definitely not agree with that one. Um, but I would say that I um, I get quite excited when yeah. it's like, oh, it's payday, yay. Because it's that sort of mentality from when you get your first paycheck and you get yeah. something and it's yeah. exciting. Um, but I think now, a bit like you, I kind of have an... I tend to look at things online... And then if they are in a shop, I might actually go to the shop yeah. and view it in mm -hmm. real life. And then if I'm sure, I'll buy it. Yeah. And if I'm still like, okay, maybe. But I, if it's, say, a coat, for yeah. example, I'd be like, but I might just do a little bit more research. Like if it's yeah. a sort of a more expensive investment yeah, yeah. piece. Um, but if it's something a little bit more high street and yeah. fun, um, I think it's nice when you work hard to give yourself a monthly That's true. treat. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. There we go. And then finally, do you have any new additions to your skincare routines? Well, I've put ret uh, retinol back into my skincare oh, yeah. because it's winter now. Yeah, so it's course. not the best. You can use it in summer, but you need to use a really good careful. SPF. So now it's, yeah, now the seasons have changed. I've put that back in. Any particular brands? Um, I use an Abaji Medical. It, it's kind of prescribed. So okay. it's quite punchy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Effective. Yeah, good. Well, I'm all that. I'm like, if I'm going to do it and yeah. I'm going to spend the money and invest, then let's go high percentage. Yes. And actually, I'm lucky my skin is quite tolerant mm. of active ingredients, so I can kind of take it. But um, I think if you if you haven't used a retinol before, you probably want to go in quite gently and build up. Yeah. Harriet? Yeah, it's kind of probably in a similar vein. So I have started using a sort of higher percentage vitamin C okay. serum again. I don't I think just because in the winter, my skin tends to look quite dull and quite mm. sallow quite quickly. Less sunlight, etc. Um, so I just find like brightening wise, that's helpful. Um, and then I've also changed my cleanser, although I'm not sure it's been the best change. I have gone from using a gel cleanser mm. by a brand called Tula, which people might know because Hayley Bieber made it a bit of a TikTok okay. thing, um, to a cream cleanser. And it's really nice, but I would say it's not the most effective for removing makeup. If you, so what I tend to do is I tend to use a micellar water to get like all the crap off yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. 
And then I do like a second cleanse with a more sort of dedicated Double cleanse. cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say the Tula was amazing. Mm. You would like, you would wash your face and realize how much the micellar water hadn't got off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and this one, I can just tell like a little less is coming off, but obviously mm-hmm. I haven't changed my makeup routine. Vanessa, so. anything good? I've, I've got quite a few actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, we've got Seated Queen Night Cream. It's, oh, actually, it's a night mask slash cleanser. So you could use it as a cleanser, but I use it as a night mask. And what I do is I put it on and then I use my gua sha afterwards because it like nice. stays on. So like, you know, you can do your little massage afterwards. And it, it just like, I wake up and my skin just feels like it just soaked it all up Ooh, and it's all nice. like lush and then and this is a bit of a, a spoiler for the there's a beauty school video coming up um that i was there for filming so and i took her advice i'm very excited for this one to go live it's about um blackheads oh and her routine her weekly routine to get rid of them and i literally copied the whole routine oh wow um and i do it once a week and it is a clay mask which um apparently draws out all the like mm. oxidants or whatever it's called. And then you use a micro exfoliant um, to kind of like take it all off. And then, and I didn't know this, and it makes absolute sense for you use an antioxidant to kind of like seal, you know, seal and help like so there's no nothing else comes in. This is a, pro- people should probably watch the beauty. Oh, no, I, yeah, well, I'm listening and I will watch it because I called, do get blackheads. Yeah, so yeah. this it's is interesting. Niam, niamicide? Niamicide? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I put that on afterwards and then my moisturizer and my SPF. And honestly, my skin is so soft and I, could, I can see I've done it now for three weeks. I'm like, well, I'm like I'm staring at your yeah, porch same, from I'm, my side. I'm like, they, you don't have any. Like, tell you, mm. it's magical. And you so, only have to do it once a week. Yeah, you That's do it once good. a week, um, which is nice. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. I just do the usual double cleanse in the evening. Um, I do use retinol as well, like mm-hmm. every three days. Um, but yeah, like that, love that routine. Ooh, Very excited for wait. the beauty school. Video all the beauty school things yeah, have been smashing, but this one, yeah. one sounds yeah, yeah that one honestly. Very excited for that card. Amazing. And the only new thing I've been using is Kate Moss's Cosmos oh, face yeah. oil. Really good. good. I do yeah. really like a face oil. I feel yeah. like I, I can get a bit dry and I just use that now before moisturizer. I don't know if you've tr- tried it, but have you smelt the fragrance that's part of the line? No. But you'd really like it. Um, it's really different. The it's bottle not, looks lovely. Yeah, it's not really a fragrance I would wear like on my skin mm. as such to sort of go out and do my day. It's almost like as a... I can remember Lisa Eldridge once saying that Codely, the famous mm. face spray that we all love, she said she couldn't use it on her skin because it's quite rich in essential oils and they irritate her skin. But what she would do is she would like spray it in her palms and like inhale it as like hey. part of her mm. like relaxation routine. It's a good smell. Yeah, it's it's a really good tip. And I sort of feel like the Kate Moss fragrance is a similar vibe. Not okay. that I'm going to like spray it in my palms or yeah. what have you, but just sort of as like an aromatic experience. Oh, there um, we go. It's really lovely, Ooh. really nice. I've seen a bottle on Georgie's desk. I might go, ask if I can have a <laughs> yeah. spray. Can, can, I just, can, can I just spray <laughs> that in my palms? I think you'd like it. Honestly, beauty is an insane world, isn't it? I know, it? we yeah. could be here all day, couldn't we? But no, we'll leave it there, I think. Uh, and we'll put all the recommendations in the notes below in case. Uh, yeah thank you very much uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening if you've got any questions please do email us at podcast at Shilux. we love hearing from you don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends and we'll see you next time, goodbye Hey 
everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 